family, the bedrock of society, an important influence to children that helps shape in their perspective of life as they grow up. It helps in building their confidence, shaping their beliefs, values, and more importantly, helps them to become what God has ordained them to be. The dynamics of the family circle cannot be overemphasized. It plays a key role in our social interactions as adults and as children. And because of its domino effect in our lives, we need to pay attention to it and be heavily invested in building a healthy, strong family with the goal of raising better children, building healthy relationships between spouses, but more importantly, in building a better society across all nations. Get ready to explore and learn with Pastor Fumi Alawale on the subject of family dynamics and its impact in our lives. Good day, everyone. Uh, I hope your week has been good and you're enjoying the weather. Um, we are just, just happy to be back on family dynamics. And uh, this will be the last part of overcoming lust. In the past two episodes, we've discussed what lust is, what are the consequences of losting, and uh, what, what is available for us, statistics about loss and things like that. So today we're just going to be rounding up about with uh, overcoming lust. How can we overcome lust? Because it's not it's important to know what it is, but the, the thing we are aiming at is for us to become an overcomer and be able to fight it. And uh, from the past episode, we discovered that lust is an uncontrollable desire. Uh, and we saw that 65% of men, of Christian men, and 40, 14% of Christian women watch porn. And we, we discovered that porn or whatever it is, distorts the perfect image God designed for us. It perverts our mind. And we, it takes us deeper than we want to go. So a psychological journal in their study discovered that 56% of respondents agree with the statement, my, my taste became increasingly extreme or deviant. So you just do, you just crave for things because you're no longer satisfied with the present. You want more, more, much more. And so you do things that are not, uh, that are deviant. Also, they discover that the heterosexual boys, the, the boys, heterosexual boys, 16 to 18, said they've been convincing their girlfriends to have sex, to have vanilla sex, knowing it will hurt them because they've seen it in porn. And so because they've seen it, they want to try it. And so you see them doing things that is out of their character in the normal sense of it. So it's a serious problem in the world today. And it's affecting everybody, Christians, non-Christians, anyone you can imagine. But there is hope in God. And the solution is not, oh, I'll go and get married. No, you can even get married. It will get worse. Because you will not be satisfied with a single person. You have tried so many things and you want to try it. And that may even destroy the home. But the freedom that we're talking on that is available, is available, is in Christ. It is addictive. You will never be able to satisfy the craving of lust. 
And from what we saw in the scripture, sin corrupts, distorts, and changes the very nature of mankind. So lust as it is has destroyed so many lives, so many families, and even destroying ministries or whatever you can imagine. So it is important that we look at it. So today we're just going to look at what can we do to overcome lust. I pray as we look at, at this, the Lord will help us to have the desire to be free and to do all that is possible to seek freedom in the name of Jesus. So we are going to read Ephesians 4.22 and I'm reading it in the New Living Translation. And it says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. So we see that lust corrupts. Uh, another version says, for the world of First John 2, 16 in New Living Translation says, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. There are not, these are not from the Father, but are from this world. So we see that this is not the plan of God. It's not, it's not the way God wants it to be. So it's just the way the world has made it. So may, may the, the Psalm 19, 14 says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my, my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So we want whatever we think about, whatever we act, whatever we do, to be pleasing to God. That's the desire of every man. And when we are able to please God, it brings joy. So what we need to do, what are the things we need to do to overcome lust? The first thing we need to do is to control our eyes. From what we've seen or talked about about lust, we know it is stimulated by eyes and cultivated by what we see with our eyes. So first thing first, control your eyes. Uh, there's a scripture that says, if your eye causes you to sin, plug it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's not the practical removing your eyes, but there are things you can do to, 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 to remove it. So we see that fornication, adultery, masturbation, pornography, all will start with your eyes. It's what you see. No wonder Job in, in Job chapter 31 verse 1 said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look with lust at a young woman. He had to make, he had to make a decision, a covenant with his eyes that this my eyes, I will not use it to look at women lustfully. So, and we can get to that point to make up our mind to say whatever it is that I, I will do to ensure that I, I stop looking at lustful things, I will do it. It's a decision that we have to make. We saw in the life of King David and Bathsheba, when, when he was supposed to be at the war front, he was at his house relaxing. People were there fighting. Maybe Maybe even if he was not there at the at the battlefront, he could be praying for his people. But he was roaming about, you know. And while he was looking around, he saw Beersheba bathing in her in her house. It is enough to see. But when you see, you you just turn your head and go back in. But he kept looking. He kept looking. Ah, this is a beautiful woman. Who, who is she? And then from one scene, one scene led to the other, to the point of committing murder. 
And that's why he, he committed murder just to cover up his sin. So lust has the capacity to take you deeper than you want to go. It makes a person act outside of his character. And that was what David did. So there is need for us to control our eyes. So, so important. The second thing we need to do, the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, from wrong from sexual sin, no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. This is the way Neil Living Translation puts it. Another scripture that talks about running is 2 Timothy 2.22. Say, run from everything, anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure heart. So there is the, the aspect of running. Don't fight what God said you should flee from. You can't just stay. When you want to fight, you stay there and fight it. But when it is running, you see it and you take to your, you, you run. You just run away. And that's what we need to do. The Bible says flee sexual immorality. We are to run from it, not to stay and fight it. And we saw in the example in the Bible, Joseph took to his feet. He ran. He ran away from the, the master. It was possible for him to say and say, no, madam, you know, this is what God said. Uh, it will be a sin against God. But he ran. Because that's not the time to be, to be, to be discussing the matter. It's the time to take you. He, 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 could, he, he couldn't care less whether his jacket was taken. He left the jacket with the woman and, and ran away. So this is an example we need to follow. We, we need to run. It's, it's, it's like a, two people in relationship. They're in a romantic relationship. You have actually prayed, you know, this is God. And you are looking forward to maybe a few months, one year, two years to get married. But you take yourself, put yourself in the same room. In the same house, you alone, no other person. That is putting yourself in a in a compromising position, which could lead to sin. This flesh that we carry is still flesh. It's your spirit that is born again. So when God is saying run, it means run. I'm not saying don't visit each other, but you can visit where where other people are. If the person lives alone, arrange to stay in a in an hotel when you're visiting each other. Meet yourself in open place. Do things, put boundaries in place. So, so important. And the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. There are certain things you cannot do. There are certain TV shows you cannot watch. There are certain places you cannot go. Don't say, oh, I'm just following my friend to the club. Uh, it won't affect me. The devil will just arrange for one girl to come naked and walk before you. And that picture stays in your brain. You stay, you get home, even though you, you are a Christian, you get home, you keep seeing it. And it's a matter of time, you will, you will see more. So, the Bible says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit that is in you. Glorify God in your body, which are is. So, there are companies you must not keep. We saw in the story of um, um, Amnon and Tamar. You know, Amnon did not have that capacity to do what he did. 
if he has a good friend, that friend will say, no, that, that's not, that's not, that's not a, a no-go area. I'll get you another girl who is, but this is your sister. But he, he told him, this is what you need to do. Arrange your hair. Tell your father to ask her to bring food. That is bad friend. There are some companies that you cannot keep. And the Bible talks of the fact that bad companies corrupt good manners. So we are Christians, but there are companies you need to avoid. Anyone that is driving you to uh, driving you into sin is not a place to go. The next thing we need to do is to be desperate. Uh, Genesis 27:40 says, By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother, and it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So you must get to that point where you are desperate, when you desire to be set free. When you are looking for solution, you're looking for deliverance. Deliverance belongs to someone that is desperate. You have to be desperate. Say, no, this must not continue with me. You, This must not continue with me. You have to make up your mind. You have to decide that this is not going to continue. And ask the Holy Spirit to stir up desperation in you. When you are at that point of desperation, you are ready to get deliverance. And the next thing is seek deliverance. Just like we saw in the scripture, sin enslaves. So Jesus answered them, John 8, 34 to 36. Um, he said, what that scripture is trying to say is that if anyone commits sin, he's a slave to sin. And slave does not abide in the house forever, but his son abides forever. So, and he said, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Freedom is possible in Christ. So we need to seek for deliverance. You can talk to your pastor. You can, you can, you can look for a deliverance minister that you trust. But if you have a pastor that's a, a place where you worship, open up to them. One of the things that is bad about all these things is secrecy. And the devil used that to destroy us. So open up to your pastor, let him minister to you. And after ministration, there are things you need to put in place that will help you. And the next one will be devotion. There is need for you to grow in God. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's what we found in Psalm 119, 119 verse 11. It's the word of God that you put in yourself, you know, he brings freedom. God gives freedom. It's possible with him. And when you look at, uh, I always remember the story, I mean, not a story, a demonstration of a bottle of Coca-Cola. When you have a bottle of Coca-Cola, you know it's black, it's dark in color. And you have another bottle of water and you keep pouring the water in. A time comes when that color, that thing is removed and you now have the clear water. The more you pour, the clearer it becomes until you have a clear water. And that's what the word of God does in our life. The more of the word of God we take in, the more you are able to live pleasing the Lord. And that is, God is the only hope that we have. So your relationship with him is so, so important because it will help you to, to, to fight it and it will help you to live pleasing the Lord. Keep the word of God in your heart. Study to show yourself approved of God, a workman that needs not to be afraid, rightly dividing the word of truth. 
The next thing, which is number six, is there is need for discipline. And I will read Matthew 5, 29 to 30. He said, okay, so that I'm not reading too much. You can read it at your own pleasure time. Is the scripture that talks about if your eye causes you to sin, cut it off, pluck it out. And if it is, is, is there, it's profitable for you to die and go to heaven without an eye. So it, it, we know that it's not the physical removing of your eye, like we said before. Deliverance get the demons out, but disciplines keep them out. You have been delivered, you have been ministered to, you have to be disciplined. You have to, deliverance is what God will do for you, but discipline is what God does in you. So there is need for you to be disciplined. Devil is not the only problem we have in this world. You still have the world, we have the flesh. There's so a lot of things going out, going around in the world today. You will be at work, or even in the church, you will see people that are not appropriately dressed with their breasts out. So if you are not disciplined, you will see yourself falling into temptation all the time. So there is need for us to be disciplined. The devil doesn't sleep or slumber. He's seeking daily. Every time he's out looking for whom to devour. But God forbid he will not devour us in Jesus' name. So there are things that we have to put in place. First of all, remove the triggers. If, if there are things around you, maybe magazines with naked women all over the place, Stop buying them. If you have them in the house, take them out and go and burn them to ashes. If the, you watch porn on your system, do something about it. There are things you can do so that it's no longer popping up. Because you have watched it before, it keeps popping up. So do something about it. Clear every history or whatever. You Maybe you know how to do with this in IT more than me. When you look at people... Uh, things that help you to masturbate, th things that are triggers to masturbation or triggers to porn, take them out. Is it TikTok you watch and you see naked women all the time? Take them out. Is it Instagram? Anything that is, you know, that, that are trigger point, take them out. TV show, hanging out with some people, if they always stimulate you to do, maybe the only thing they talk about is girls, you know, you need to. Be careful and take them out of your way. It is important to know that for you to overcome sexual sin, you have to put strict plan with strict rule in place. In place, You need to be strict with yourself, strict plan. These are the things I need to do with strict rules in place. You may have to decide not to have electronics on you or near you when you are in bed. So if, 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 what you do the last before the last thing to, before you go to bed is your phone. No, don't do that. Keep your phone in your sitting room. Go to bed singing or praying to God. Do something, you know. Not watching, not don't watch shows or movies with sensual dressed women because that will stimulate you and you want to go back to it. Not talking about your past sexual experiences and we pray. Keep praying and repenting of sexual sin. Pray about it. Make it something you pray about. And you see God helping you to maintain the deliverance that you already have. Another thing that is important is dominion. We have been, we have been created to dominate our world. 
the, the, the seed of dominion is in us because we carry the seed of God. And so it's possible for us to dominate the enemies of our life. There are three enemies that we, we, we can look at. The devil is invisible, but the Bible says, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Let him know that you know what you're doing and that he doesn't have that power over you. So when he comes with his thoughts, I say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You know, you bring those thoughts under the subjection of the Lord. Another thing is the flesh. The flesh is inward. So the more you feed the spirit that is in you, the more you have the, 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 the grace to say no to sin. The Bible says the grace to say no to sin has been released upon us as believers. So you can say no to sin. You say no to the urges of the flesh. And the last thing that is, the last enemy we have is the world, is the visible enemy. Remove yourself from all the triggers. Do that and you see God helping and strengthening us. It is important to know that you will still be tempted. We will still be tempted. As long as we are alive in this flesh, temptations will come. And that's why in the last prayer, one of the prayer God taught the disciples to pray is, deliver me from temptations. There will be temptations. But the thing is not to fall into temptation. So as long as we are here on this side of eternity, temptation abounds. It's there every time. So when you are tempted and you are able to overcome it, then you are walking in dominion. So we need to walk in dominion. When you look at the people of Israel, when they were in uh, Egypt, they were not fighting any battles, but they were in bondage. So we saw that is immediately they entered their promised land, they started fighting battles. We see we fight battles because the devil doesn't want you to just have a free, a free journey to heaven like that. It will resist you. Will bring things your way. The Bible talks of the fact that we are tempted with that weakness that we have. So when you know that, you need to know how to put the devil in place. God will not remove the enemy, but he puts the enemy under our feet. Our, the enemy, the devil himself is under our feet. And we need to exercise authority over him. Don't cry to the devil. Speak to him and say, no, this is who I am in Christ. I overcome by the the, 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 the word of my mouth, the testimony of my mouth, and by the blood of Jesus. So disciplining your, your flesh on a regular basis with constant fasting and praying, feed your spirit and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Regular, regular infilling of the Holy Spirit. And when, you, when the thought to, to sin is coming, you can begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. It's a matter of time. When you start to pray, when you start to decree, the devil will run away from you. So there is provision in God for deliverance. And I want you to, if you can bow your head wherever you are and we pray together, I believe that God can release his grace upon you to bring deliverance to you. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to look at lost. Thank you for what you have opened our understanding to see. We know it's a problem in the world today. And so we come to you and as your children, I decree and declare that as many as are having issues in this area, the grace from on high that has been released into our lives as believers, the grace to say no to sin 
I release into the lives of your people. I break the yoke of lust. I destroy the power of holding people down in bondage. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I decree their freedom. Because the Bible says, he that God has set free is free indeed. You are free indeed in the name of the Lord Jesus. And if you are here, you are not born again. It starts with being born again. Because without being born again, the devil is the one in charge of your life. You know, Romans chapter 7 and 8 was describing a situation where it says, you know, the things I don't want to do, those are the things I find myself doing. He said, there is a power in me that pushes me to do those things. But he said, thanks be to God because there is victory in Christ Jesus. And so you can overcome the flesh. You can overcome the lust by surrendering your life to Jesus. And if you want to do that, confess your sin to Jesus and ask him to come in and be the Lord of your life. And as you surrender to him, anywhere you are, if you have a Bible-believing church, please join them. You can't grow as an island. Nobody is an island. You need the company of the believers to grow and encourage you. When you see a child of God prospering the things of the Lord, you are encouraged to go ahead and prosper as well. And the Lord bless you as you listen and take a move for Jesus. The best thing that can happen in life it's a life that is surrendered to Christ. It changes life. It turns life around. And it will turn your life around. The Lord bless you. And have a great week ahead. God bless you. Be good. Thank you.